losing money in the stock market roller coaster? Frustrated with the government taxing you into oblivion? Worried about inflation? How do you prepare for so many financial uncertainties? Welcome to the show that will help you develop your game plan. The Financial Quarterback with Josh Jelinski. Josh is a noted financial advisor and president of the Jelinski Advisory Group. And he's here to answer your questions. Call into the show at 800-321-0710. 800-321-0710. Now let's kick off your financial future. Here's Josh Jelinski. Jay, you're on with Josh Jelinski, the financial quarterback. Well, my wife and I are, are very good savers. We have okay. uh, 1.2 million in um, three different mutual funds, and we also own our house. And uh, our total debts, which is the remainder of our kids' college debts, um, is twenty thousand dollars. So our financial picture is quite good. Um, my concern is in the new political climate. I don't think the market is going to be as stable. As it's been, I think there's going to be a bit of a correction. So what I want to do is take money out of my mutual funds and buy a piece of uh, real estate, an investment property. And uh, I've read that being that we're both um, uh, 59 and a half, I mean, we're turning 60 uh, in, a, in a couple of months, I can remove money from my mutual funds and not pay the 10% penalty. I would pay tax on that money, but I can use that money to buy my investment uh, property. So I just wanted to know your opinion of that of that strategy, of that financial strategy, to, to remove money from a mutual fund that's really earmarked for retirement and use it to buy an investment property. What, what do you think of that idea? What is the investment property's purpose? Is it, well, is it a dream? Is it vacation? Is it cash flow? Is it planning for retirement? What of those four? Well, t two of our three children live in North Carolina. And uh, that's where we'd ultimately li like to retire. And real estate in that state is appreciating uh, about 7 or 8% a year. So if we were to buy now, theoretically, in five years when we're, we're ready to retire, it would be worth you know that much more. And it would be less expensive, of course, to buy now as opposed to five years from now. Uh, I think it's possible to rent it very easily and at least have the property break even for those well, four let, or five Well, let's talk years. about the appreciation angle. According to our cycles guy, uh, Stan Harley, who's a, a market strategist on the show, and, and now he works with our firm, Stan believes that, I believe the real estate market will top out in 2025. I would, I would tend to agree with him. Maybe take about three and a half years. So you'd probably have appreciation I would say for the next 12 to 18 months, then it might slow down a little bit and go from 7% to three, whatever. Um, you do not know whether the market, so if you believe there's political risk, right? 12 to 18 months, let's say there's a correction due to uh, government spending run amok, government taxes, whatever. Let's say we have a correction in 12 to 18 months in the stock market. Or you might think it's going to happen tomorrow. But if it's going to happen tomorrow, right? Real estate's going to crash two years later. Typically, the market crashes and then a year or two later, the real estate market bottoms out. Why is that? Because people, think about it this way. You're kind of nervous about stocks right now, right? So then you're going to put money in real estate. That effect usually lasts about 
18 months to two months to two years. But then two years later it hits and everybody goes, I'm broke. I don't have the money to buy your inflated real estate price. So then real estate really gets like cut in half or th uh, lost by a third. So, you know, no one, we're trying to speculate here. So nobody knows the exact future, but I would say if you really want to be there, that's fine. Get a 30 year mortgage, take advantage of low interest rates, but you're speculating. And in some ways it might be a better investment to keep your money in the market and, and reposition your market money in 12 to 18 months when you think there's going to be a correction, not now where if there is a correction now, the real estate market's going to correct in about two years anyway. So, and then it'd be better time to buy in two years. I don't, I mean, if, if I had a crystal ball, which I don't, I would say 12 to 18 months, we have some type of correction, um, steep correction. Then 12 to 18 months after that is when we see real estate market kind of suffering. So that's my take on it. I hope that helps you. Uh, that's on the appreciation angle. On the cash flow angle, so you're buying something that breaks even. So you're taking money out of potentially appreciable stocks with no headaches, no tenants, no 2 a.m. calls. The, 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 uh, one time on my, on my, I was a landlord, woman called, oh, the refrigerator broke. Called me at like midnight, my child's medicine. I'm like, oh gosh, her kid's gonna die without the medicine being refrigerated. So I called my best friend, Steve, which he's a great guy that he tolerated this. So it was like, you know, it was late at night. He said, oh, I, I can get a, a refrigerator. I don't know how, how he had all refrigerators. We, we lifted the refrigerator in. Turns out the woman did not plug in the refrigerator. The, the one that she said was broken. So is it worth all that? You know, you're gonna be in North Carolina. So there's the hassle and then there's the cash flow element. And what I would do for you or any of our listeners, cash flow is king on real estate. Will the rents pay the debt, the insurance? Because if you say, I'm gonna take all my money out of the market and buy a house cash, now your equity is tied up in a property. I more like the idea if you buy it with a mortgage and the rents cash flow to pay the mortgage, the home insurance, and then make you a little bit of profit. Then I would be okay with that. Uh, do you know that answer or not really? Well, we were planning on taking a mortgage and, um, and putting about half of the value of the house down and then mortgaging the other half. I'd put 20% down or 30% down. Put as little down possible. Because if we have a correction, right? If, if you're worried about Joe Biden being president, all these people um, worried about you know Trump, now they're worried about Biden. If you're worried about Biden's economic policies causing us to be a recession, what happens in a recession is prices get cut. Prices of stock, and then eventually prices of real estate. Now, if we have inflation, stock prices will go up. Real estate prices will go up. It actually seems like we're more headed towards inflation, to be frank, and then deflation. So the market will get overheated. So uh, as a hedge against inflation, you put as little down possible.
That way you don't lose equity. So take the case one. Let's say you buy a house. How much are the houses in North Carolina? Uh, the range we're looking at is about $400,000. So you buy a house, $400,000, you put $200,000 cash. If the North Carolina market corrects from four hundred dollars to three hundred dollars in 2025, you bought it now, and you only put, let's say, forty grand down or eighty grand down. Let's say eighty grand, twenty percent down. You didn't really lose much because your money was committed elsewhere. Your eggs were in different baskets. But if you put in, let's say you put in the whole four hundred, you pay the whole house cash, and the real estate market drops to three hundred grand, you lose hundred grand of value. So you lose more equity when you commit more. Um, so I think what you're trying to do is speculate off of a real estate market. You could get burned with that, but if you are gonna do that anyway, take advantage of 20% down, low interest rates, and make sure you can get a tenant that pays for the rents. The preceding program was sponsored by the Jelensky Advisory Group. Any awards, rankings, or recognition by unaffiliated third parties or publications, including Five Star Wealth Manager, Advisory of the Year finalist by Senior Market Advisor, and Top of the Million Dollar Roundtable, are in no way indicative of the advisor's future performance or any individual client's investment success. No award, ranking, or recognition should be construed as a current or past endorsement of Josh Jelinski or Wealth Quarterback LLC. Information regarding specific awards, rankings, or recognitions is available on the Wealth Quarterback website at www.jelinski.com. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Investment strategies such as asset allocation, diversification, or rebalancing do not assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. There are no guarantees that a portfolio employing these or any other strategy will outperform a portfolio that does not engage in such strategies. This broadcast should not be construed by any client or prospective client as a solicitation to affect or attempt to affect transactions and securities or the rendering of personalized investment advice. Due to various factors, including changing market conditions, the information discussed in this broadcast may no longer be reflective of current positions or recommendations. While information presented is believed to be factual and up-to-date, Josh Jelinski and Wealth Quarterback do not guarantee its accuracy, and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. The tax and estate planning information discussed is general in nature, is provided for informational purposes only, and should not be construed as legal or tax advice. Listeners should consult an attorney or tax professional regarding their specific legal or tax situation. Investment advisory services offered through Wealth Quarterback, LLC.